Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brother and sisters, sisters here on THWF, the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, and I am Sean Harris, and I am Aaron Kosker, and we are here for episode fifty-one, season three, episode six, locked stew hearts and hand grenades, and you know why we have titles like that. Um, because we like to mix things up. We do like to mix things up. We also like to amalgamate, dude. That's what we do on the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. We amalgamate the wonderful worlds of One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Federtainment. Mm-hmm. Circa 2005 and 1997, respectively. And you can also listen to us on all the streaming services, including... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And what? Uh, you can also follow us on all the social medias at treehillwf.podcast, like TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, Vine, MySpace, Nexopia, and most importantly, <laughs> AOL. MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger. Did it in? You got some messages, babe, from your crush. And not uh-huh. crush, but your crush. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, okay, season thrizzle here of Tree Hizzle, and it's locked hearts and hand grenades. Uh-huh. I just realized I'm halfway through my notebook. I shit, you're going to need another notebook, just like I had to get a notebook a little while ago, too. Yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, this one's a small one, but yeah. Yeah. Only a new notebook. I'm going to need a new notebook. I like the size of it, though. It's good. I like it, too. I like mine, though, because I can get a little bit more on there. My old one's a little bit too small. This is a better one. I like it. Baby's kicking a lot right now. Yeah. He knows that we're recording the podcast. So he's wanting to get in on the action, too. He also knows he's going to be born soon. Yeah. Two weeks today. Two weeks today. Two weeks today, bro. crazy wind sprints bro yeah you could tell lucas was tired so he has so much pride he's so stubborn he's so fucking stupid that he's just like i'm not gonna tell anybody that i have a heart condition i'm gonna run uh run wind sprints and i'm gonna die well at least i hope he does anyway but uh, you're so mean he's a piece of shit and he's a fucking idiot and you even said to me while we we're watching this episode that the more you watch the show, the more you start to dislike Lucas's character. Yeah, I like. I definitely have had a change of heart. Um, when change it, of Bret Hart. Oh, fuck off. Um, 
I used to hate Nathan, like, the first time I, I watched it through, like... You hated Nathan, like, the whole way through the show the first time Not the whole way, it? but, like, at first, like, it had... It, I had a hard time growing to like him, just because of the way he was at the start of the show. I could see that, but he's kind of one of the most real characters in the show. I know. You know? That's I why just, I like him so much. And also, like, I liked Chad in other things like in other movies and stuff so like it was just hard to like you know kind of and there's people that are obsessed with lucas as a character absolutely obsessed and you know what if that's the kind of guy you like go for it but the kind of guy for me now nathan's Nathan. god uh what information does the cw have over chad michael murray because they only get this guy <laughs> to star in his sh- in their shows. Yeah. Only this guy. So I don't know what kind of weird, kind of packed murder suicide death warrant they have over this guy, but oh, he only man. does stuff for the CW apparently. <laughs> and also, Amalgamate dude, SmackDown used to be on the CW. Yeah, you've told we've talked about that before. That's right. We have. You remember? But, but yeah, so Lucas is looking a little tired because he has a bad heart yeah we cut to dan standing <sighs> by the pool uh, taking a all piss. of a sudden he's taking a leak pissing in the pool and then he goes inside and he's you know getting ready to leave for work <laughs> and deb goes in in the kitchen and she's in a swimsuit and he's oh, like she's looking Ooh. good in that swimsuit oh, fuck too. Off. he's like oh going in for a dip the water is nice and warm yeah yeah and then he says you're in for a treat oh my god <laughs> I, I what i don't like though is we don't get like the aftermath of this because we just see like him pissing the pool her going to the pool but we don't get the following like oh why is this water yellow <laughs> so gross so yeah. so gross but uh they're still playing yeah their but games. like it's that's the thing you it's wouldn't really a very know. like it's a lot of water with chlorine in it. That would have killed anything Still, pretty much right away. I would have liked to see in a, an aftermath where Dev was like, what the fuck, you pissed in my pool. <laughs> but also, like, a little pee isn't gonna turn the whole pool yellow. Sure, but you might see some remnants. No. Possibly. No. Uh, but this one-upmanship still continues between these two Mm -hmm. whether it's tasers air horns peeing in pools what have you it's all just good good fun sticking toothbrushes of dogs asses (laughs) (sighs) nasty pretty great brooke decides to confront lucas kind of it with Peyton kind of nudging her a little bit um, and trying to talk to him about, you know, she was more testing him like with this whole non-exclusive thing. And now she would. I don't know. I want you to fight for me. He was fighting for you. And you're too fucking stupid to fucking figure it out. You're a dumb bitch and you get everything you deserve. Oh my god, dude. Tell me you hate Brooke without telling me you hate Brooke. Oh my god. Fuck off. Numero uno. (laughs) Get out of here. But yeah, so Lucas and Brooke 
are chatting about this as well he's hanging out posters at the same time for his fantasy basketball league lame dude fantasy basketball come on well we all know the goaded fantasy sport is fantasy football we all know this the thing is is they are basketball players they follow basketball more so obviously they're gonna do a fantasy basketball league Whatever, I don't care. I think fantasy leagues for like shit like this is so dumb. The only time I've ever done like a fantasy draft thing was The Bachelor. And that's lame. That was fun. That's lame. It was, well, I kind of won. What do you mean, kind of won? You either win or you don't. Well, you didn't. He picked one girl. Yeah. And then he ended up dumping he her like in the same episode, yes, right. same episode. And then he took the girl like. Is it that Madison no, loser yeah. who was the virgin? Yeah. The virgin. Yeah, right. She's not a virgin anymore. No, of course she's she not isn't. married. Of course she isn't. But got uh, laid that was so fast. Yeah, of course. But you know, that was lame. She talks too. about it on social media. And uh, it's too bad because fantasy sports is here to stay. Uh, everybody plays fantasy football. So. I just think it's really, really fucking lame. You're like the head of this fucking fantasy like it's fun team that you put together so much fun oh my god you're so weird yeah i'm so weird maybe you're just not intelligent enough (laughs) i just think it's really fun okay a waste of time Uh, um a waste of time (laughs) but anyways you could kind of see like a light bulb click in brooke a little bit when he's talking about this and she because she's asking him questions and he's explaining how it works and she's like huh i could use this somehow but then she goes into the school and bevan and ashley are fighting over a guy named fede fede yeah federation yes. oh my god and joey styles is in the background screaming total elimination oh my god so they're just having this fight and Brooks like so Whitey comes in and he's like pissed. Whitey comes in. <laughs> Amalgamate brother, oh okay. Oh my god. He's, if I wanted to watch wrestling, I'd turn on pay-per-view. Which is exactly what we watch in the WWF is monthly pay-per-views, brother. Even Whitey watches wrestling. Oh my Go. god. <laughs> So he's telling Brooke to get her squad under control or else there will be no cheerleaders. So they turn around and go, so if we're going to fight over guys, we may as well make it organized and make a fantasy boy draft. Yes. And so Brooke gets together all the girls. She has these little compacts in a bag. And and fixes the fucking draft order. How, though? She said she did. I know she, she said she did, but I'm curious how. Well, she had the fucking compact. She knew what numbers were what, and she passed it out to who she wanted to. But they were Simple all in the that. same bag mixed up. She knew. She probably had markings on them or something. Oh. She knew. She fucking fixed it. She fixed it just like wrestling's fixed, man. And you know what we do with fucking uh, fantasy drafts for fantasy football and shit? We just draw names out of a hat. That's how we do. We make it fair for everybody. Everybody's there to see it. But you know what's also cool? That uh, is a thing for fantasy football that could also be for uh, fantasy uh, boy draft is that the person who finishes last at the end of the season has to do a humiliation in front of all the other members of the fantasy league. 
So everybody agrees on a humiliation. So there is one that I saw on TikTok where a guy had to spend 24 hours in a waffle house. And the only way he could cut his time down is for every waffle he ate. So if he ate a waffle, it would cut down an hour. So he only has to spend 23 hours in a waffle house. He, he, he got through about 14 waffles. So he cut 14 hours off his time. But he couldn't eat anymore because it had to be like big waffles. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's humiliation. It's hilarious. But you could also have that with this whoever finished last so to speak i don't know how you like win in this league i mean this is more of a like dating league kind of thing this is to secure your guy that you want to like pursue so basically no one wins unless you win a your boy you win your boy sure so peyton got first pick brooke got second bevan got third Mm -hmm. Haley haley fourth and rachel fifth Made sense. All the other girls we didn't give a shit about. We don't care about any of them. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> no. They're nameless, faceless. They're like fucking members of the Truth Commission. We don't give a shit about any of them. Yeah, honestly. Yep. Honestly, don't. Karen got some campaign posters, finally. <laughs> row, row, row your vote. Because Karen Rowe. Row row. How hilarious. Super Karen. cute. And she's sticking this poster up on the window of the cafe. And Dan has a truck drive a fucking gigantic ass sign with his face on it. Right outside her cafe. Right outside the cafe. <laughs> and he gets it parked there. And he's like putting money in the meter to keep it there as long as That's he can. That's a lot of money you have to stick in that meter. I mean, it's Dan Scott. I mean, there is only 47 people in Tree Hill, so probably parking can't be that expensive. But it's also, speaking of that, if there is 47 Tree, uh, Tree Hill residents, why would they have pay parking anywhere? It's not <laughs> like it's busy. Well, I think this... It's not uh, like parking's at a premium. Kind of tells you that there's more people in Tree Hill than you think. Maybe 48. Wow. Or 49, <laughs> possibly. Could have even hit the 50 mark at one point. Rachel has a peace offering for Peyton. She notices the NoFX sticker on her locker and she goes up to her and says, oh, I have like a bootleg CD. Like you want to listen to it? And Peyton's like, no, I'm not having any of your shit. Brooke's my best friend. Like, fuck you. And she's like, no, thanks. And walks away. But then goes back and takes the CD. I don't know how Rachel has like eyes in the back of her head, but she saw Peyton coming back. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I want the bootleg punk and drublick fucking uh, no effect CD too. I want that shit. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, which is Peyton's annoying. She has great taste in music. I must say. She does have great taste in music. This is like this whole show. Like, Basically, a lot of the songs in the show, not every song, obviously, but a lot of the songs in the show are show or songs I had listened to when I was in high school. I didn't realize, and this blew my fucking mind, when I was looking back at uh, some of the names that I made for uh, season three episodes, the amalgamation. I made one that was Return to the Return of the Future, Return to the Future Shock DDT, which mm-hmm. is a later episode in the season. Return to the Future is an Iron Maiden song. Mm-hmm. They put a fucking Iron Maiden song title. Didn't they also do another one too? Uh, I'm pretty sure there was like... I don't know. I think I have it in my notes actually. I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me see. 
So, uh, the episode you're talking about is episode 11. So, Return coming of the Future, up. yeah. Yeah. Uh, episode 10, though, the one before it, Brave is New Brave World. New World title. Brave New World. Brave New World. And also, I would say it's probably your second favorite Iron Maiden album after Dance of Death, because Brave New World has The Wicker Man, goes to The Navigator, the, the title track, uh, Blood Brothers, mm-hmm. and a few others as well, too. Top-notch fucking album. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Just so you know, there was more than two one. fucking Iron Maiden songs made the cut, and there's possibly more. Oh my god! Because that's the thing: is every single episode title is a song. Shit, dude. Well, I know there's been some Zeppelin so yeah. far. There's been some Zeppelin, some Fallout Boy, some Fallout Boy. Now fucking Iron Maiden coming up. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't wait for the season seven episode. Kill your mother, rape your dog. Yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) Well, they're sticking toothbrushes up dogs' asses, so why not rape them, too? That's gross. I don't like that. That song title sucks. You can't get fucking dying fetus up in this bitch? No. No? No. Haley is hanging out with Chris, working on their music, and she wrote a song. And Chris says it sucks. Yeah, she has to get her love life in order before she can write good songs, apparently. That's how it works. Well, and that's the thing, too. Chris kind of talks to Nathan at some point and says, like, you need to, like, her music is tied to you. You've got to catch her a break at some point. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Helen Keller is kind of right here, though. I mean, she does need to write better songs. Oh, just you wait. Oh, see, look. Talk about spoilers. <laughs> just you wait. And alluding to things in the future. She called me out on you. Literally just did it yourself. You've actually heard the song before. Have I? Yes. In this show, like, already? I have it on my playlist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you can't really tell that it's like Haley singing it Got but it. the song title like next to it it says one tree hill right gotcha oh hmm. but yeah it's a great song i must say sure i will say that so all the boys at the school are first draft pick wannabes they are trying so fucking hard and because Peyton has the first pick, Brooke's like, oh, just you wait. Everyone's like bowing down to get like you to pick them first. And she literally knocks Peyton's books out of her arms. And all these guys swarm by to pick them up for her. Everybody wants to be a Connor McDavid. They want to be an Austin Matthews. They want to be that first overall draft pick. Oh. Uh, and who could be that first overall draft pick seeing that Brooke is the first pick. So by rights, you would think Lucas would be the first overall. Oh, Peyton's Peyton's the first overall draft pick. So, yeah, I don't know if she really picked Lucas. She could pick Nathan just so no one else could take Nathan before Haley. Uh, There's all sorts of schools. She could take Nathan because she doesn't want him to go to Haley because she's so pissed off at Haley. That's the thing. She's still icing her own. And she also guaranteed Mouth that he will get picked no matter what. Yeah, because Mouth is like, so what's the chances that I'll get picked at all? Yeah. 
And this whole time that these girls are like getting pictures of these guys and whatever recruiting <sighs> during this montage that you fucking oh, hated. It was so fucking bad. Um, the music was terrible. The montage, the way they filmed it, everything about it, and all the women who are in these montages, we have no fucking clue who most of no them idea. are. No all idea. These fucking, They're just like cheerleaders. I said, Truth Commission fucking cheerleaders that no one gives a shit about. So. Anyways, Mouth Mouth comes up and he's trying to get in the shot for this blonde ass chick that's saying the same thing to every single guy. Okay. Yeah, that's good. She was so fucking annoying. Um, (laughs) And then she's like, "Uh, Mouth, you need to get out of the shot. It's like, oh my God. They're so bad. So terribly filmed too. Rachel also comes up with these stat books. Now, this is the homework I would have done as, you know, a teenager. Because <laughs> you're a hua. I'm not a hua. You are a hua. I just, you know, me and Deanna, actually, what we used to do was go through our yearbooks and we would rate, rate. guys oh my God. based on you their would. looks. You would. Good Lord. <laughs> literally like all of my middle school and high school yearbooks if you we were to go through them right now a lot of them have numbers on the guys now now do you do like the fucking non-rookie scale where you do give like 8.6 2.2 no it's just like straight up straight up the number because it was small pictures right rookie scale but whatever um fuck off um but then we would like go and if there was like a chick that we hated we were like bitch and like draw like devil horns on them or mustache stuff like that hitler mustache yeah Yeah, that's the kind of shit we used to do especially every every yearbook damn dude you just defaced and defiled all your fucking yearbooks i know i feel really bad now (laughs) you should because i didn't do that to my fucking yearbooks and they're still intact and they all look really good yeah it's been how long since I graduated? Well, you graduated in 2008. So do the Fuck. math, brother. We're in 2024. Do the math. I can't do math, Good but... Oh, Lord. <laughs> I 16 just... years since you graduated 16? in June. Yes. 16 years. What the 17 Fuck. for me in June. Yes. I swear my 10 year just happened. I didn't even go to it, but I swear I that just happened. Why the fuck would I do that? Anybody that I care to hang out with from high school, I currently hang out with, which is a, a collection of three people. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. Then they all listen to this podcast. It's looking for them. Uh, oh, who? You know exactly who my three uh, high school fanaticals are justin Lizard? yes just okay justin greg yeah greg makes sense yep carmen yes there you go three for three good job huh card yeah. carry members of the tree hill wrestling federation podcast fan club they have stickers to prove it they do bevan has been creeping hard on skills by the way, with I noticed she has kind of a thing. protruding chin. Uh huh. There's a word that I'm trying to think of that starts with an A. That it, it reminds me of uh, some wrestler or possible commissioner uh, that also has a protruding tr- uh, chin. Possibly Sergeant Slaughter. 
Uh, but there's a word that we use that tends to mix, emulsify, or combine. combine the two. Yeah, I'm not. Can we uh, place that word? Do you know I what it is? I don't know. I have no idea. Shit. I can't think of it. <laughs> uh, also, Lucas is trying to. Bevan Slaughter. Wow. Um, Lucas is trying to get, you know, into doing these sprints and beating his time. Because the thing is, is every time that he fails, Coach Durham makes makes them do it all over again. And the team is getting fucking frustrated. So he's trying to better himself with it. And Dan comes in the gym and he starts telling him to get Karen to drop out. Uh, he better be careful with like his heart condition, like all this shit, like just trying to intimidate. Yeah, sure. In a very Dan way. Very Dan. Yes. Which Haley also has words for Lucas. Yeah, about well, yeah, she knows about the heart condition. Also, question for you: Does Nathan know about HCM? No. Well, she, Nathan, because he was the one that wanted Lucas to get the test done originally, right? Sure. He doesn't have HCM. Yeah. And Lucas had refused to do it, and then when he got the test, like he used uh, Keith. Yeah, I know. But did he tell Nathan about nope. it? So Nathan is the only know. person that knows it's is Haley. Haley. Wow. So Haley's getting frustrated because she's like, no, like if you keep doing this, like the reason that what the medication is supposed to do is inhibit your performance. And he's like, no, I just have to work harder. And she's like, you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Like you're going to something's going to happen to you and you're going to be off the planet. Don't don't uh, threaten me with a good time. Oh, my God. (laughs) So she's giving him an ultimatum. Take a shot. Fuck off. Um, (laughs) She's giving him an ultimatum and said that if you don't tell Whitey, I will. Yep. So fucking do it, you piece of shit. Uh, Also, just like we had in the first episode where we had a cameraman's or a stagehand's fucking elbow in a shot. Oh, there's been a lot of scenes with shit. We got some fucking continuity (laughs) fucking issues here, With Haley's hair. Uh, the scene with Haley and uh, what was it, Keller? Yeah, Haley's at the cafe, and there's like a map now on the wall. Like Deb had kind of helped redecorate it when Karen was away, and so there's a map, and Haley is printing out names of famous musicians, whatever, like great musicians, and putting yep. them on the wall from Jim where Morrison, they're from. Yeah, and so. She's doing all this stuff. She's got her hair down. Then she turns around. She's putting up the thing. Chris Keller walks in and he's trying to put Haley's name up. And she's like, no, this is for great musicians. And he's like, no, like you could be great. You just need to write a great song. And she turns around and her hair is up in a ponytail. Yeah. And then she turns around again. And, and it's down. down. And then she turns around again. <laughs> and, and it's up. up. And then it's down again. And then it's and finally it's down. <laughs> it's, it's down again. It's like. Holy fuck. That holy was so funny. Fuck, dude. How many times did they film this fucking scene? How many takes? And how many times did she switch her hair in it? It's like, holy fuck, dude. Continuity, brother. Oh, my God. Consistency is key here, guys. So funny. It makes me laugh every time. Yes. Uh, Deb next or in the morning she's making coffee and she decides not just any coffee 
to add a little laxative in the coffee. And you can tell like she has the pill bottle and she just sticks it in her empty mug and then yeah. like makes it look like she's drinking this coffee, which yeah. it's just an em- or a pill bottle. And Dan pours himself a cup and uh, yeah, he just goes about his day. And she's like, huh, this is going to be fun for you. Yeah. Which Dan. Although, was it actually a laxative? Because I thought it was a laxative at first, but when we it find said laxative, out. laxative, I thought. But when he started to like feel ill and needed to use the bathroom later on at Karen's cafe, it looked like he was about to throw up, not shit himself. I don't know. So if he was about to throw up, then I don't think that'd be a laxative. That'd be something else that mm-hmm. causes uh, vomiting. Pretty sure that the bottle said laxative on I it. I didn't see it, but either way. Um, so Dan goes to the maybe cafe. It's, maybe it's coming out both ends, brother. Maybe. Um, Dan goes to the cafe and he's trying to get Karen to drop out of the race and talk to her himself. And all of a sudden she's like, oh. he's like, oh, uh, do you have a bathroom? And she's like, it's over there. She just points to it. And I was like, if I was Karen, I'd be like, no, yeah. <laughs> paying customers only motherfucker. <laughs> so funny and that's the thing he i there was something about like he got change and he's like oh more change for the meter yeah yeah that's right too so maybe he did buy something but whatever but lucas uh again just a lying sack of shit like he has been the entire show lies to his mom lies to his brother lies to everyone because he is a garbage human being and uh, now he's also lying to whitey which he has done many times before and now he's doing it again uh, absolute waste of oxygen. Terrible person, and uh, hopefully he dies soon. But anyways, uh, he just says he's out of shape. Yeah, Doesn't that's the reason yeah. why he sucks. And he says, "Don't take it out on the team. I'm out of shape. I'm working hard to get it back." And okay, well, here's like, your choice. Wow, okay. you can not play basketball, or you get to die. It's your choice. <laughs> Either way, you're not playing basketball. <laughs> so. Anyways, that scene's over. Peyton is talking to Brooke, and this is something about cage match. Well, we have Hell in a Cell coming up in a few weeks here between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. So what better to have a preamble about Hell in a Cell, possible cage match or a Hell in a Cell match with a roof uh, with Brooke and Rachel? Would you like to see a Hell in a Cell match? One way in, one way out, locked door, no way to get in. No way to get out in a Hell in a Cell match between Brooke and Rachel. Who would win? I don't know. Brooke would get smashed. <laughs> she would get absolutely. She's Shawn Michaels, okay? Oh my God. And Rachel is The Undertaker. She'll get fucking destroyed. Uh, fuck off. So <laughs> the team is back in the gym, and Dan, or not Dan, Whitey is like. Sounds like uh, your co-captain thinks I've been riding you guys a little hard lately because he needs his sleepy, sleepy time or something. And he's like, he's dismissed from practice today. And Lucas is like, what the fuck? Yeah. That is not what I meant. And now Whitey was punishing the team by making them do these sprints again without Lucas. Yep. Wow. Good job, Lucas. He's such an idiot. (laughs) He just fucks everyone over that he meets, like, and knows, friends with, family with. He just fucks everyone over. Oh, my God. 
Fuck off. <laughs> we are officially at boy draft time. We are at boy draft time. And Brooke made cookies for the event. This whole thing is being held at her apartment. And she made pretty shitty cookies too. One of the girls tries to use the or goes to use the cookie as a coaster yeah. because it was so bad. Yep. And then Rachel comes in and she's got a container of cupcakes. And then uh Brooke is like talking about her wall, her mural of the French Riviera. And then, uh, she's Louise. Uh, Rachel is like, actually, that's the Italian Riviera. My family vacays there. And Brooke's like, it's my wall. I think I would know. And Rachel's like, yeah, no, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Uh, Amalgamate, brother. Uh, shitty cookies that Brooke made. Mm-hmm. Also, Mrs. Stone Cold in the future, whoever that may be. Uh, you don't know, but I know. Uh, eventually, Stone Cold's wife would be on television. And uh, she makes really shitty cookies as well, too, which was an actual storyline in the future. But we don't know who Miss Stone Cold is yet. You know what? I've been craving cookies today. Cookies? Yeah. Cookies? Yeah. I've been craving no cookies. cookies. No cookies. So, so finally, the draft is going on. Peyton picks Mouth. Yeah, these picks are coming fast and furious, and Mouth is actually outside the window, like creeping. Yeah. So now he's like a fucking, uh, you know, he's a stalker uh, of all these girls, I guess. <laughs> so he's super creepy. He's like peeping Tom, peeping Mouth. Uh, but yeah, he gets the number one uh, first overall draft pick. He's literally Connor McDavid. And uh, Peyton said she guaranteed he get picked because she picked him herself. And he was so proud. Number so one first proud. overall draft pick. So proud. And then these fucking draft picks came fast and fucking furious. First, Brooke. Brooke's an idiot again. Picks Chris Keller. Why? Because she heard that Rachel was going to pick Chris and she wanted to fuck over Rachel's pick. But then Rachel. So Bevan was supposed to go third. So Rachel made a trade with Bevan because I guess Brooke had bribed Bevan with a necklace, with a necklace to tell her what who that uh, Rachel was going to pick so that she could fuck her over. And then uh, Which how did- Rachel was like, I'll give you my or she's like, oh, I really like your necklace to Bevan. And Bevan was like, oh, my gosh, I'll totally trade you like the necklace for the fifth pick. Because she's like five is a bigger number than three because wow. Bevan's dumb so as Bevan's shit. A fucking idiot. So now Rachel is in third and she picks Lucas Haley picks Nathan and Bevan obviously picks skills because she's been fantasizing about skills for quite a while now, like three hours at least. So funny. Yeah. Three hours at least. At least. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, and then all the other people get picked. We don't know any of the names. We don't care about any don't of them. Don't give a shit. Who cares? Someone picks Fede, yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> then Ra- or Brooks like, 
what the fuck just happened. She easily could have just picked fucking she, Lucas yeah, at two. Yeah, she was the second pick. So she's a fucking idiot. Why would you try to fuck over Rachel when you can just pick the guy that you want at two? I know. That was really dumb She's so fucking stupid. And She should be with Lucas because they're both fucking idiots and should be stupid together forever. The thing is, is I feel like Rachel... Well, honestly, I know. Rachel knew that Bevan was dumb and would tell Brooke who she was But she picking, placed this whole she played it. thing. Played it, yeah. But so, so that she could pick Luke. But that means she can only... So she wants to fuck over Rachel, but she can only go after Keller then. She doesn't even like Keller. She doesn't. And the thing is, is Brooke's rules for this were pretty stern. Like, you can trade, yeah, but no fucking around on, like... Or you're off the team or I spread some fucking wild secrets about you guys. Yeah. So there's this whole thing, and now she's wanting to get back at Rachel on this, but then it's like, no, because if she does, she, abiding by her rules, is off the team. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's fucking dumb. She's an idiot. (laughs) Like, just like Luke. She's perfect for Lucas because they're both fucking dumbasses. They can go live in dumbass land for the rest of their lives together. Dan has made a new commercial for his campaign (laughs) and Deb and Karen are in the cafe. You gotta start his fucking smear campaign just like fucking Erica Marsh started the smear campaign against Brooke. But it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Smear campaign didn't work. So now, uh, but we do have the uh, awesome fucking ad uh, for uh, Karen where, uh, yeah, they have the security cam footage of when she broke Dan's window. <laughs> splicey, splicey to the fucking commercial. And away we go. Mm-hmm. So as payback. <laughs> I love the, I'm Dan Scott and I approve this message. Of course you do. <laughs> So as payback, uh, the sign that's parked right in front of the cafe, this giant ass sign. It's ran out of fucking time. They call the tow trunk company and they say like it's running out of time, like right at this time. So the tow truck comes, hooks up the sign to the truck. And then the the second that it says expired, Kate, take take her away. away. Fucking Lex Express is long gone, man. It's so funny. So good. I'm Dan Scott, and I approve this message. And then Lucas again. I am the captain of my soul. Shut the fuck up. Uh, 4.04 on this episode. Good episode. We're back in the fours. Uh, I'm having higher hopes for season three now. I've had some fun. Enjoyed it so far Mm -hmm. a couple of boring episodes but other than that overall we're doing pretty good i will say that next episode is interesting is interesting 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 good or interesting bad interesting like you're gonna be like whoa (laughs) (laughs) whoa i'll also tell you the next episode of monday night raw not the one we're talking about right now but the one we're talking about next week is going to be a whoa, but a good whoa. You're going to be like, holy shit, dude. Shit's popping off every which way but Sunday. And here we are. Yes, it is the September 15th Monday Night Raw live and in color from Muncie, Indiana. Maybe close to Pawnee. 
<laughs> or Eagleton, maybe. Wow, maybe. You know, the Chillock side of town is definitely Pawnee, and our side is Eagleton. Sardis side. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been that way. Oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Although we were looking a little rough there for a little bit with the whole, you know, Bottle Depot, which has now been torn down. And, and now is it's... on, like, the outskirts, kind of. I, I feel the uh, the line is the highway. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of where it's, where it's at. Yeah. But now it's kind of starting to edge a little closer, that line, because... Because of the Bottle Depot. Bottle Depot is on the south side of the highway, not the north. Yes. So, anyways, let's get into our dude. Yeah, man. Muncie, Indiana, hopefully close to Eagleton. Oh my god, dude. Uh, things are popping off, man. Uh, shit's going wild and crazy. We got lots of storylines to talk about. Lots of crazy shit, including the Intercontinental Title Tournament. So, Sergeant Chin, as you like to refer to him as, Mr. Slaughter, uh, former World Wrestling Federation champion, uh, beat the Ultimate Warrior at Royal Rumble 1991 for the world title with, the, with help from Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, but he's here as the commissioner and not only has he stripped Stone Cold Steve Austin of the tag team title at ground zero. Now he's planning on stripping the intercontinental title as well from Austin at bad did blood dick. And the reason why I say bad did blood is because they spell bad with two D's just like Johnny B bad who eventually became Mark Merrill. We haven't seen Mark Merrill in a long Thank fucking God. time, he which is kind of great. But uh, he does come back. Ew. And that whole, like, you know how, like, Sable is coming out a few weeks, and then he's just like, hey, get over here, man. I don't I don't want you to be popular without me around. Yeah. He comes back, and that starts to really take off. Yeah. I hate... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on a little tangent Do it. He's here. not even on the show, but do little it. little tangent. I hate... A man men, that is period. Men, well, <laughs> I hate a man that's so insecure they can't let his wifey or girl, whatever, be in the limelight. Like fuck you. What makes you think that you're so special that I can't shine for like once in my fucking life? Yeah, totally. She's prettier than he is. Oh fuck yeah. Oh absolutely. Fuck. Yep. He's so ugly. Yeah, he's just a weird-looking dude. He's just there, and it's yeah. like... And he's not any good. No. So if she's going to go out there looking hot, let her. Sure. Like, if it was... It would be like if this whole podcast thing, every time I tried to speak, you're like, no, no shut the fuck no, up. you don't get to talk. You're not this allowed to talk. This is my show, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. it would be like that... Like, you not letting me shine at all. And you luckily don't do that. You encourage me to do, like, Absolutely. my thing with this. Be silly. Be whatever the fuck you want to be, dude. Say whatever you want. Yeah. And I will not cut you off at the pass. Good. Because I'm not Mark Merrill, bro. i you. <laughs> sure you would. You got to catch <laughs> me first, though. Uh, Intercontinental Bro, title tournament. Yeah, you don't catch do me. that you to me. I'm pregnant. Me. I'm way too fast for you. Even if you're not pregnant, I'm way too fast for you. I'm a fucking ninja. Just like Taka Minchinoku. Uh, but yes, uh, so Slaughter has instituted this Intercontinental title tournament where it sees all these guys in like a King of the Ring style tournament to see 
who will be the new Intercontinental Champion because Stone Cold is not able to defend his title. Uh, obviously, all these guys are on Stone Cold's watch because it's his title, rightfully. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want anybody to win this, obviously. Duh. But unfortunately, somebody is going to win this title tournament, and the finals will be at the pay-per-view at Bad to Did Blood. Uh, <laughs> Bad to Did Blood. Uh, first, uh, another first-round matchup we got here is fucking... Uh, Ken Shamrock, Four Leaf Clover, Clover. your favorite, up against your other favorite, fucking Farouk of the Nation. Nation fucker. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he goes and fucks them all. (laughs) Fucks The Rock? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Damn, dude. Um, But Shamrock's got a lot of internal bleeding and, and, like, legit, too. He's coughing up blood. And he does this cough of the blood spot quite well, and he actually has quite a few injuries going on at this time, legit. So he's in some discomfort. Well, and you could tell, because later on, I'm not going to refer to where this happens, because I don't honestly remember where it happens. But he comes out later to, like, comes out again, and he's trying to do something and, like, fight off this guy. It's actually, like, a couple matches later, yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, it's like a couple of matches later for sure. And he is like not putting in the effort he normally does. Yeah, he definitely is in discomfort, coughing up blood. He's not looking too good. And yeah, shoot, he's he's not doing too well. He's definitely injured. He's got some internal bleeding, some internal issues. And yeah, he's kind of up and down around this time right now just because of his injury. What you get for being lame. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but anyways, he still wins the fucking match. He still he manages does. to get a belly-to-belly and get the one, two, three over Farouk. Uh, but Farouk takes his ass out, gives him the Dominator, and here we are who comes in. We are the nation of domination. Oh, yeah, it's not just fucking any nation. It's fucking Rocky Nation. Because mm-hmm. every time the nation would come out, you get this big fucking sourpuss on your face. But now you got a little something to look forward to here because the fucking Rock is out here. And he's not the Rock yet. Still Rocky Maivia, but If only he looked like current day Rock. Well, you know, sure. But it's like almost 30 years down the road, dude. <laughs> He definitely got jacked later years, like super jacked. Oh, and tattoos. Yeah, definitely. But uh, nice even at this point and going forward, he's still beautiful man. Still fucking beautiful as all shit. But like. But yeah, he definitely transformed. Ooh. Like his like ninety seven rock. Oh yeah, like ninety seven rock. Cause, and and ninety seven was the year he got married. He got married in May of nineteen ninety seven to Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. And they split up, and then they started their seven bucks productions and make way more than seven dollars. Tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rocky and the rest of the yeah, nation. Yeah, I heard they're still like frenzies. Yeah, they they run that business together and shit. That's cute. Sure. Yeah. Like that. W- that's so adorable. 
Yeah, whatever. I really like that. Yeah, like that's so cool that they split up. They're like, marriage didn't work for us. It just wasn't our thing. But we could be business partners. But we can be friends and business partners. And you know why they call it Seven Bucks Productions? Why? Because when Rocky ended his football career with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, he hey, was done with football. That is yes. the team that. Um, so my cousin, her one of her best friends, her husband used to play for yes. them. Um, yeah, when he was done with the Stampeders and basically had no job and nowhere to go, he had seven bucks in his pocket. That's <laughs> all he had to his name was seven dollars. Wow! And he kind of turned that around. I think he's done pretty well for himself over <laughs> oh, the years. Yeah. Hey? You know, like he he might have maybe made a success of himself. You know. Maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe became maybe a little the bit. biggest movie star in the world, you know, no big. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's in, Legion of Doom's in, and most importantly, Rocky's in. It's just a big fucking schmoz fest. And they go to commercial, but they also say that Stone Cold is here again. Now he's stunned Jim Ross. Now he's stunned Sergeant Slaughter, who is on the chopping block this week. Uh, but Owen Hart, but Vince isn't here. Vince isn't here because he's running fucking scared. That's he's why afraid that he's the next one. Well, Austin almost broomed him last week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but Owen Hart here, who's in this Intercontinental Title Tournament, who has a, a match against someone later on. Uh, someone, someone later on. Someone. Uh, and who will have to face someone later on in the tournament. Oh, uh, he apparently has a big surprise for Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight. What could be the big surprise? Who knows? We know, because it comes later. My big uh, surprise is baby's kicking really hard right now. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Uh, so we get uh, next match, fucking Taka Michinoku, my boy. Ninja boy. Fucking Taka. And he's up against Dimebag Daryl. Pantera or, wannabe. Uh, Phil Anselmo or uh, Rex uh, Rex uh, Brown or Vinnie Paul. It's El Pantera. <laughs> so for any Pantera fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Diamond Dave or Diamond Diamond. Diamond. Wow. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Diamond. Wow. Yes. Diamond Daryl. <laughs> and Dimebag. Up against Taka Michinoku, okay, this guy does not look like any members of fucking Pantera, though, I'll tell you that much. He only shares the namesake. But how do you feel about Taka in the ring? How do you feel about Taka Michinoku? He's pretty fucking awesome, isn't he? I mean, I call him Ninja Boy, so... Yeah, exactly. He scales that top rope like nothing, man. He, like, jumps full force right from the canvas all the way up to the top rope. Has crazy high-flying moves. Onto the metal ramp and then just gets back up like it was nothing. Yeah, dude, he's unreal, man. I would be like dead after that. Fucking suicide dives and headstands on the top rope and fuck it. And his finisher is kick ass, too. He's got that Michinoku driver. And man, you get him down with the Michinoku driver, you know it's down for the Ichi Ni San. And that's it. And uh, Taka wins this easy match against Vinnie Paul. Uh, (laughs) Next match, we have. The Lie Commission. The Lie Commission. Okay. Uh, Sniper and Recon. I guess the Interrogator Kurgan It's not a part of this match because it's a tag match. So they got... Unfortunately, the Commandant did have a promo before this match, but he literally said nothing. Ugh, he's and so annoying. Yeah, Sniper and Recon are up against Spiky. Spiky Dino Bros. <laughs> Dino Bros here. That's LOD, the Road Warriors. And I love how Jim Ross, uh, going to this match, 
The Truth Commission's undefeated. <laughs> the Truth Commission's had one fucking match on television. Oh my god. <laughs> it was against a bunch of fucking jobbers, too. They've had one fucking match. So although it is not a lie for the Lie Commission, it's, you know, they've had one match. Yeah. <laughs> and also they get uh, Sniper. I, I don't know who's who. <laughs> Sniper or Recon. Take a Doomsday device. But because the fucking nation are back and Kurrigan's in the ring, the interrogator, he uh, he actually takes out Legion of Doom single-handedly. The big dude, mm-hmm. the interrogator, he fucks them up. And then the nation comes back in, and that's when Shamrock came back in and looked worse for the wear. Yeah, he was he Not was looking dying. too good. And yeah, Nation and the Truth Commission for some reason are teaming up together, and uh, away we go. And they're fucking Weird. up everyone. So I don't know if they're just friends or they just have like enemies, but what what have you? We get back to another fucking uh, lucha libre uh, fest here with the mighty minis, but of course, tiny it, peeps versus more tiny peeps. Tiny peeps versus more tiny peeps. Uh, but luckily, we get Sunny to introduce them here. <laughs> this bitch. Sunny tits out. She kisses this an Asian kid on the way down bitch. to the ring, and which then, it was me. Okay. <laughs> and then she's like wearing a short ass dress. Yes. Climbs into the ring. Yes. But then when she is climbing in and she has to like bend over to go through and people are like cheering because they can see her ass and she's like look gives them a dirty look. It's like you can't give them a dirty like I'm sorry if that's your choice to wear a dress like that fine that's your choice but you can't give them a dirty look for that for cheering because they saw your ass you're literally putting it on display intentionally if that's what you want to do good for you but at the same time you can't get pissed off because it was just a cheer yeah like she's climbing up into this ring like and yes like i agree women when they dress up we're not dressing up for men to like necessarily look at us we just dress up because we want to but you know that that's exactly what sunny is doing because she wants the cheers but then she's coming off as such a bitch when she's like looking at them and it's like you're just you're so irritating to me dude hoes just want a hoe man just let the hoe she's such a hoe (laughs) i just can't with that hoes just want a hoe bro uh, so yeah, we have the mini match, the mighty minis. We got Piera Tita Morgan and El Torito against Max Mini it's and Doritos. Mr. Dorito, yes, Doritos? El Doritos, yeah. Cool Ranch, possibly. Ooh, <laughs> up against. It's been a while. Up against Max Mini and <laughs> Mister Lucky. I don't know how lucky he is, but he is taking with Max Mini, so he's probably going to win with uh, springboard crook, uh, corkscrew so he is moonsault. Mr. Lucky. And flying, uh, so Max Money, Mini actually wins with a flying headbutt. But after he does the flying headbutt, he headbutts him a few more times before the pin, and then gets the one, or sorry, gets the uh, uno dos tres for the one uh, for the win. 
And uh, Max Mini picks up another win with Mr. Lucky. Uh, now we have another Intercontinental title tournament match, the one that was supposed to happen last week, but Brian Pillman was a little too busy with Marlena. Uh, <laughs> no, this is disgusting to me. No. It's pretty bad. It's so rapey. It's very rapey and creepy. Ugh, it just it grosses me out <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, we went from like Pillman in a dress to like, wow, now he's like the rape king. It's like, whoo, brutal, bro. But uh, yeah, now Marlene is out with him. Goldust apparently barred from the arena. She's got straight hair. Yep. She's wearing this dress that's like got a like slit on black. either side, yep. like all the way up to almost like above her hip bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. All black. She's wearing like this weird like mm-hmm. necklace and yeah. weird belt, like a thing. collar kind of thing. And a, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. her makeup is so, so not. Different. It was so bad. It yeah. was like purple eyeshadow with a very or no, it was like I think her lipstick was more purple, something like that. Yeah, she had weird eyeshadow. It was like on. it's yeah. just blue eyeshadow with a purple yes. lip. Yeah, I and so. I saw it and I was like, ooh, ooh. Poor girl. She looks so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And and they even interview her, uh, her. She's just like, I just want to see my see family. My I just want to see my daughter and my, and my husband. husband. It's like, oh, you feel so bad for her. It's so brutal. But she signed the contract. Bro. <laughs> oh, Jesus my Christ. God. Man, this fucking can of worms we're opening with this shit right now. She's all uh, dressed up in black. And then we find out that next week's episode of Monday Night Raw, it emanates from Madison Circle Garden. Holy shit. Not since fucking Survivor Series 96, almost one full year ago on this podcast and with WWE, we visited good old MSG. And we're coming back for next week's episode of Monday Night Raw. That is so exciting. The world's most famous arena. We're back, and it's going to be a hell of episode because they always bring it when it comes to MSG. And not MSG in Chinese food, but Madison <laughs> Quadrilateral Garden. Uh, apparently, Goldust was barred from the arena. Well, so much for that. We should have known better. Uh, Which we're forgetting <laughs> to mention that Hippie Mankind is out there. Uh, yes, yeah, so actually, uh, the whole entire match was uh, do love against Brian Pillman in the Intercontinental Title Tournament. You can't forget about Hippie Mankind. Yes, oh, of course not. Which his hat was insane. <laughs> his hat was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. It was like this weird, fuzzy, like, top hat, like, tie-dyed fucking thing. One of the thing. ones you'd, like, win at a carnival or something. <laughs> Literally. I loved it. Uh, dude love's just fucking great. We love him on THWF here, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we should have known better. Goldust is barred from ringside, but here he is. No makeup. No makeup. Regular He's ass shirt. Street clothes. He's in street clothes. And he goes right after Pillman, rightfully so. Of course. And Marlene is probably the happiest she's been since the pay-per-view. Well, the whole time, like when Hippie Mankind was beaten down on Boston Pizza, yeah. she was kind of smiling a little bit. Yeah, there's a little smirk here and there. But then when Goldust comes out, so the big smile came big out. Big smile. Big ass smile. But then the fucking ages of rest come out and hold back gold dust what the fuck are they thinking no i understand they barred him from the arena he's there they signed a contract but with this rapey ass motherfucker like um excuse me no like huge no like 
disgusting. Sorry, bro. They signed on the dotted line, dude. It's so They knew what they were getting me. into. I don't like it. They knew what they were getting into when they signed that contract. That this is a possibility. And oh, here we are. It's so gross. It's, it's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But fucking because Goldust attacked Brian Pillman, Do Love gets disqualified and Pillman Ugh. moves on in the Intercontinental title tournament. So that's shitty. Uh, and then finally we get... Uh, Stone Cold! I don't know why, but you said Stone Cold like that. Stone Cold! And then I immediately thought about our theme song like the you know i don't want to be but like with the glass <laughs> smash <laughs> yeah i love how that's so ingrained in our brains now uh well sometimes you mm. when we go to record sometimes yes you play the song before i'm even down here oh you don't like that you need me to wait for you yeah okay could do that no wait. Could do that. Because it's just a hype up song. thing. Yeah, I know it it's is. It's a hype, hype up, up thing. thing. You're right. So you hype yourself up, but yeah. I'm not hyped. Yeah, fair enough. You gotta if you wanna get hyped, you gotta stay hyped. Wow. Little Mojo Raleigh. Uh you don't know who that is. No. No <laughs> fucking idea. He's friends with Gronk. Um, who the fuck is that rob gronkowski he was uh the greatest tight end of all time he is tom brady oh he was a tight end he was tom brady's number one target through his uh run in new england fucking football is gayer than wrestling and i'm just saying (laughs) i don't know man i don't think so because yes they the quarterback may put his hand on the center's ass when he's hiking the ball but tight ends getting into holes <laughs> i hear all these things and i'm like it's or my bad. sister-in-law sends them to me as well and i'm just like huh that's all out of context brother yeah and Wrestling i, way more I don't care about football enough to know what any of this actually means <laughs> so i just hear it and i'm like wow anything that out was of really con- special anything out of context it definitely sounds sexual that's <laughs> very sexual and special yes because it. it's all a bunch of guys it's like sure but they have like hot cheerleaders on the sidelines and shit i never see them you don't watch football <laughs> <laughs> uh Austin needs somebody to interview him. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jim Ross doesn't want to do it. Oh, fuck no. Because he's been stunned. Sergeant Slaughter doesn't want to do it because he's been stunned. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon doesn't want to do it because he'll not even probably here. get stunned. And he's not even here. He's running scared. So Jerry the King Lawler, he grows a set. He mans up and he's like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll go up there and interview And him. I, okay. I will say this right now. Yes. I knew that this guy would run his fucking mouth and get himself into trouble. Sure. I knew it. Yep. I that's could all see he does. that 10 miles a oh, fucking way. That's all he does. <laughs> he's perfect king, man. That's all he does is run his fucking mouth. But at first, he's trying to be on Stone Cold's side because he's saying, aha, I laughed so hard about Jim Ross getting the stunner and Sergeant Slaughter getting the stunner. I'm surprised that Stone Cold was standing there and didn't like be like shut the fuck up yeah 
And uh, he also, you know, Vince is an arrogant fucking piece of shit. Piece, arrogant piece of trash, Vince McMahon. Uh, so, yeah, Jerry the King Long is trying to suck up to Austin here because he doesn't want to eat a stunner for his troubles. Uh, <laughs> but Heart Foundation come out, Sands, Pillman, and Neidhart. Still only three. So I don't know what's going on there. Who knows? But either way, Brett, Owen, and Bulldog are out there. <laughs> These Americans! I, we got a name in Canada for all of you! And I was like, please say hyenas, please say hyenas, please say hyenas. We call them hosers! <laughs> Still an H. I've been waiting to get that one out here. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the next best thing to hyenas, I guess, is hosers. Uh, and talking about how, you know, Stone Cold's been in everyone's business. And now Owen comes out and he says well guess what I have I have what is called a TRO and for all you layman Americans that is known as a temporary restraining order so he got a restraining order against Stone Cold and he can't come within a hundred feet of Owen Hart Now, how much do you think Austin will obey this T-R-O? Oh, (laughs) yeah. But the only problem is if he does, if he is in violation of this restraining order, he will go to jail. He's literally in violation of a court order. (laughs) So he will go to jail. Uh, So he's reading the document because the security brings it down for him. He's reading it. And King keeps looking over his shoulder. Ah, that's a that's a legal document. They went to a court of law, and they protect Canadians as well too in America. And he keeps going on and on and on. And Austin just gets sick of his shit. And uh, <laughs> commentator number three, or uh, you know, agent number three, eats a fucking stunner. And Austin gives the old stone cold stunner to good old Jerry the King Lawler. And not only good. That, not only that. His crown comes off. And he boots it. He fucking boots it halfway up the fucking rampway. <laughs> it was great. It was pretty great. And uh, yeah, he's backstage and he's in a neck brace already, uh, hurting. And Pussy. yeah, it's not looking too good. And so now uh, Jim Cornette comes out to help out Jim Ross on commentary because he's got nothing better to do, I guess. And uh, yeah, so he's the color commentator for the rest of the show. So we got JR, who, who seemed a little sick. In this episode, too. Yeah, he was a little, nasally a little nasally and just he, sounding... He was still great, like he always is, but you, you can tell in hoarse. his voice. A little hoarse, a little nasally, for sure. But it's nice to have Corny out here, because uh, dude is a walking thesaurus. Uh, so I do like uh, good old James E on commentary with JR. Uh, then we get our next Intercontinental title tournament. Oh, well, this wasn't a title tournament match. I don't think. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't even fucking know anymore. But uh, we had a match between the Patriot, Del Wilkes, and Owen Hart here. And Owen's coming out to Brett's song again. We're back to this again. But remember a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I said Owen Hart's in store for a new theme song? Yeah. Next episode, he debuts said theme song. So maybe that's why? I guess. They didn't want to use that last Owen Hart one. They used Brett's because they're in the midst of making a new one. 
Weird. Yeah. So he he literally next week he comes out to the new theme song, which I think oh, I don't know his old one's pretty good, but this new one I really like as well too. So I'm a big fan of this new uh, theme song. It's pretty cool. Uh, so yes, he's out to Brett's theme song. Jr. Is unfortunately is losing his voice in this match, but holy shit, dude! Uh, Austin. Uh, probably seven minutes after said restraining order <laughs> violates said restraining order <laughs> does not take him fucking long and he's already out here and he's uh getting in owen's face and ripping up the fucking restraining order right in front of him yeah. which also costs him the fucking match because uh patriot rolls him up and gets him for the what is an american way of saying one two three one two three diabetes Wow, uh, <laughs> something like that uh, uh like i said with corny being on fucking commentary he i i do like how uh he said that jr had the residual esophagus damage from his stunner at ground zero but uh now the cops are there but too. the previous week after he had gotten the he stunner was he was absolutely fine but i guess now it's starting to catch up with them maybe that's why He's sounding nasally and hoarse because now it's finally catching up with them a week and a half later. <laughs> the residual esophagus damage or the red. But he is in violation of this TRO and the cops are out here and he's The jumping. cops aren't making much of an effort to they're chase really him. They're really not. Though. No, they're not. Well, they know he's got a broken freaking neck, right? So still not really gonna go right after him but uh, yeah he takes off in the crowd and away we fucking go patriot gets a cheap another cheap roll-up win over a heart foundation member <laughs> the most flamboyant the most charismatic yeah vince isn't there to announce him mr wrestlemania the icon the main event mr stuffed shorts himself the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And those were some booty shorts. Holy shit. And he stuffed the fuck out of them, too. Oh, they d- he did. <laughs> Believe me, I was observing. And every girl that was there... Oh, yeah, the faces, dude. ...was observing. <laughs> <laughs> Kept gesturing to his dick and stuff, the stuffed shorts, and oh, it's fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> it's so funny. HPK is a literal king. He's the heartbreak king. Uh, he's hilarious. I uh, just love everything that Shawn Michaels does. He's, he's just the best, man. He's fucking awesome. And uh, so uh, on Saturday, so five days from this show, they have one night only in Birmingham, England. We're finally here. And he's got a European title match in British Bulldogs' home fucking town for that title belt. And uh, Shawn Michaels wants to be the first ever Grand Slam champion in WWE history. So what that Mm. means is he's won all four titles he can win. World champ, intercontinental champ, tag team champ, and European champion. If he pulls this off, he will be the first man in history to be a Grand Slam champion in wrestling. Damn. So he's got to get through Bulldog first, uh, but not before The Undertaker 
makes his presence felt. He is here, and he's ready to sign the fucking death warrant for Shawn Michaels. I think we're all ready to sign the death warrant for Shawn Michaels, because no matter what happens in this match, we know for a fact that Undertaker is absolutely going to mutilate Shawn Michaels in this (laughs) match, because there's no way in, there's no way out. You got a padlocked fucking door. There's a roof. A roof. A roof. And... They're going to check underneath the ring as well to make sure no one's under there pre-match. By the way, we were making, on my conference call this morning, we were making fun of the states so much. Oh, it's great. And football stadiums that don't have... Roofs? Yeah. Yeah. And what are they fucking thinking? Buffalo Bills? Oh, so we have a game and... uh, we have a ton of snow, so we need people to come shovel snow. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, we were making fun of it on the conference call. And one of the managers was like, oh, you know, they were just saving on building materials and labor and costs and everything. They were paying them $20 an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, they were like, that's why they don't have a roof <laughs> is to save money. But it's like. The stupidest fucking thing you can do. Like, you want this sport to be, like, you know, them to play this sport when it's snowing or torrential downpour, yet you're not going to put a fucking roof on your stadium (laughs) so that, you know, they can do that without getting drenched or Snowed snowed in and, you know, can't even have your fucking game. I love that your conference call went over this. And yes, this is a huge point of contention in the NFL right now. It has been for a while, obviously, but especially now. Is that like, in this day and age, why is there not a fucking roof on every fucking NFL stadium? If you want it to like fold away you can so have you can a ha- yeah you can have say uh, have it Field or t uh, t-mobile park and fucking uh, seattle where the mariners play uh for baseball they have a retractable fucking roof where it's just like you have it open <laughs> on a nice day but you can retract it and close it if it starts raining or snowing there you go and only that climate controlled when you're indoors too you can make whatever you want right Instead of have people freezing their fucking asses off. But Buffalo, one of the coldest climates in all of America, decides to not put a fucking roof <laughs> on their stadium. Asses. And then there's like two, three Jesus feet of fucking snow. Fuck. Oh, no, let's get the citizens to fucking shovel snow for us. We'll pay them $20 an hour. How about give them a fucking ticket into the building to see the game? Apparently, it was people that did have tickets. That they were asking to come and do this? I don't know. But either way. <laughs> I thought it was fucking out of ridiculous. any fucking city. And this happens every year in Buffalo, too. Oh, we're going to play a playoff game in fucking January in Buffalo. <laughs> Last year, they couldn't even play in Buffalo. The snow was so bad. They had to have a neutral site. And they played the game in Detroit. Because <laughs> it has a fucking roof on it. Oh, my God. Fort Field has a fucking roof. Wow. (laughs) All I know is all 32 teams, please put a fucking roof on your buildings if you don't have it already. And get rid of fucking AstroTurf. We just need natural fucking grass too, bro. The fuck, dude? This is a multi-billion dollar league. How the fuck are they not taking care of this shit? (sighs) Cheap. Cheap. They want to save money. So yes, get a roof. Like the hell in the cell. (laughs) And Taker says... 
the Hell in a Cell will be Shawn Michaels' final resting place. Oh boy. He's not coming to win this match. He's coming to fucking kill Shawn Literally Michaels. murder. <laughs> He's going to murder him. Literal murder. Literal fucking murder. It's going to be all too fun. Uh, and then we have the main event, which is a tag team title match. Ironically enough, Brett and Bulldog team up against the Headbangers. Bitch Heart and Tassel Boots. And uh, yeah, the tag team title match here. I do like Thrasher's uh, Green Day Dookie t-shirt. It's pretty <laughs> great. Uh, they get a new shirt every week. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and like you would expect, Brett and Bulldog are definitely dominating most of this match just because they're, you know, the more technical and uh, veteran wrestlers, which makes complete sense. And then Bulldog gets the running power slam and they win. New champs. Just kidding. <laughs> JK, LOL. Uh, no, he did not pin the legal man. Uh, Earl Hebner saw that really quickly and reversed it. And we let this match continue on uh, Bull- tassel boots was fucking was not exactly very happy about this result he's on the outside and there was a fan that had a very huge uh american flag with him and bulldog stole it away from him and almost hit him with the fucking pole yeah he was trying to break it yeah, he was pissed man and he almost nailed this fucking fan. Yeah. And he got back in, and then they start beating down, fucking uh, beating the shit out of the headbangers with the pole. So they get themselves disqualified in all their rage. And then fucking Vader and Patriot come out. Because at Bad to the Blood, we got Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. We got fucking uh, a six-man tag, Shamrock and Legion of Doom against The Nation. Sans Farouk. So Kama, Dilo, and Rocky hmm. against uh LOD and Shamrock. And we also have a tag team flag match. Uh Bulldog and Brett against Vader and the Patriot. Weird. So Vader's a baby face now? Maybe because his opponents are the evil Canadians. Maybe. Or evil Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's going to be the flag match at the pay-per-view. And yeah, that's how we fade to black on this show. How'd you, how'd you feel about this episode? <sighs> Better than some. <sighs> 3.8. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. If the next episode doesn't get at least a four, we got some major problems, bro. <laughs> <laughs> major league problems. Because if you gave this episode a 3.8, the next episode at least a four like i guarantee it'll be at least a four and if it's not that you got some fucking problems bro <laughs> uh why do you think it's my problem i just don't understand good television brother if you don't think the next episode is at least a four because it comes and emanates from madison heart brett hart no garden no owen H-E-R- hart e-r Wait. H-E-R. Hurt? H-E-A-R-T. Spelling, brother. Fuck off. <laughs> yes, uh, Madison Cube Garden is up next week. And it's, it's yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a hella episode. You're going to love it. Uh, yeah, and that's how we kind of fade to black on this episode of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. Uh, do you feel Shawn Michaels has a chance in hell of beating The Undertaker? 
<laughs> Don't make me laugh, bro. Fair enough. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing those booty shorts again. Sure. Yeah. Right. Very bootylicious. That sock. Mm-hmm. The one chick's face. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. Fuck. Yeah, she was like mesmerized. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, she was all about that booty and the. And then there shorts. was like another set of girls and they were like looking at him and then they were like talking yeah, to each sure, other yeah just and just gesturing over and over giving the suck it that's attitude getting to attitude brother okay I'm gonna tell people i thought this. we were already there well we are Since but they hadn't era. Co- well it is but we haven't coined the word attitude yet have you heard anybody say attitude era on the show yet if you're anybody no. say they have attitude no no we haven't but eventually we will get so called quote-unquote attitude and then it had been dubbed the attitude Bitch. era the the next Bitch. era after attitude what nothing <laughs> the next era after attitude you know what they call the next era what? starting in 2002 the bitch era no ruthless aggression era it's all kinda about lame. it's all about ruthless aggression it's kind of lame why just the john cena lame. had ruthless aggression mm. i don't know it just sounds lame really yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ruthless aggression. Uh, but we're not covering that shit, bro. Uh, Attitude Era, all day, every day on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Oh boy. 51 times we've done this shit. 51 times. We're coming on <sighs> 52, and it just so happens 52's episode is going to be a fucking barn burner. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a slobber knocker. We're going to have like, we have a baby. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we going to have time to like record and like watch all this shit? We'll have to make time. Oy. At least do? I won't be working anymore like for a yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, but you get to be a homemaker again. Fuck off. Don't you dare. <laughs> Thank God that we're well, in Canada, Susie though, homemaker. and I don't—I don't only have six weeks or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, you get a year. I get a year, which is great. Suck it, America. Yep, totally. <laughs> That's right. Or eighteen months. I could take eighteen yeah, months. Yeah, but you agree with Bret Hart? The bunch of gutless, fuck off. Just a bunch of gutless no. hyenas. You know, they don't take care of their sick. They don't get more than six weeks maternity leave. They don't. Brett's on to something. He's such an asshole. <laughs> and you know what? They probably gave Jack shit for maternity leave in Canada when he was saying this shit anyways. Yeah, but he didn't mention maternity leave. He only mentioned health care and uh, gun control. But still. I'm just saying. Just saying. I hate this motherfucker so much. <laughs> He's a legend. Get over it. No. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast at Tree Hill WF dot podcast on the Instagrams, TikToks, Facebooks, Threads, Vines, Touts, MySpaces, Nexopias, and most importantly, AOL and MSN Messenger. And you can listen in to the podcast on all the streaming services, including what? Fuck off, Spotify, Apple Podcast, 
Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And you know when uh, you you can actually start drinking again after uh, these. <gasps> Oh, that oh that's right dude you can fucking drink after you get this baby out of your system and uh i think you're gonna partake in a few drink skis maybe uh you know maybe a vodka what maybe a whiskey what maybe a gin what maybe a beer what maybe a vodka cran what maybe a Bacardi Red? Ew! What? What's the about that? Do you have a bad experience? You mean Bacardi Raz, actually. Bacardi Raz? What? But yes, my 19th birthday. Bad. Bad experience Ooh. with Bacardi Raz. You know, it's funny because uh, when I was 19, I had a bad experience with Bacardi White. Bacardi White Raz. White rum is just Disgusting to Bacardi me. Raz. It was white rum and it was raspberry flavored and I mixed it with Sprite and it actually was delicious, but... It wasn't delicious when it came back up. <laughs> my cousin got me some for my birthday. Mm-hmm. She needed a boot. Her dad bought sure. for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I drank that. I had a bunch of friends over down in this podcasting area that we're in this living room in shit my room. dude right here right bro. down here you didn't even have the stone cold shelf up yet no um <laughs> and i got so sick oh. and i passed out before 11 p.m oh man hugging that toilet over there oh yeah there's pictures of me hugging <laughs> that toilet oh, and boy. someone uh holding my hair back oh man and they like, didn't push your head fingers. in the fucking vomit toilet like no. some people do <laughs> stop <laughs> stop <laughs> everybody's got a price for aaron cosker <laughs> i'm sean harris and i am aaron cosker <laughs> and we have a price for the million dollar man and we bid you adieu and I say bye, bitch. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man Cost a lot, but I'm the million dollar man, and you will be bought.
kind of price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man 